Guys, guys, welcome to episode number 13 of the Sports Plus Live podcast, um, the Dan Marino episode of the Sports Plus Live podcast, um, the Kurt Warner episode of the Sport. I don't even know if Kurt Warner were 13, I gotta double check that. Anyways, uh, my name's Edgar, Mr. A.K.A. Rodriguez, and thank you for joining me. Um, I think we got a doozy around. I mean, I was gonna record on Monday, but then I was like, well, I gotta watch Monday Night Football. Because something crazy might happen. I might want to talk about it. And then I was like, okay, I'll record Tuesday, which was yesterday. But then I remember that the Nuggets play the Lakers. And I was like, well, well, something crazy happens there. I want to talk about that. And so I waited. Today's Wednesday, December 4th, to record Jay-Z's birthday, by the way. Shout out to Hove, the best to ever do it. And, um, so yeah, here we are recording, but I'm not going to lead off with the Nuggets versus Nuggets versus Lakers game, which by the way, I'm a Comcast customer here in Colorado. They do not have altitude, altitude and Comcast are beefing or Xfinity are beefing. And they're like, nah, fuck you. You're you're charging too much. Nah, nah, nah. You got to take this price. Nah, nah, nah. So now we as Comcast customers have to take this L and we couldn't watch the number one and the number two. Best teams in the West play against each other. But on ESPN, they put the shitty Trailblazers against the shitty Clippers. I don't say shitty, but they're just taking this L2. Against the Clippers, and the Clippers routed them. But yeah, we 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 were we were stripped of watching that game. Um, but anyways, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, and, um, <clears throat> sorry, I think I'm getting sick. This is stupid, but I'm gonna power through this because I wanted, you know, there's a lot of, a lot we got to talk about this past weekend or this weekend coming up. We got NCAA football conference championship games. And these are all doozies. Everything, every game is going to be important. Um, <clears throat> It's going to be ridiculous. There's so many games to look out for this weekend. There are two, three, maybe four that you have to look out for. Number one, you have to watch the LSU versus Georgia game. LSU versus Georgia SEC Championship um, is going to be the most, probably the most important game. Uh, probably the most important game, in fact, that one of the losers could be out of the top four. If Georgia beats LSU, LSU could still be in because that's going to be their only loss. But now, who, who like I don't know. I mean, they were always up there all year, played hell of a game. Probably had very played played a very strong schedule, um, and beat some pretty good teams. And and it's it's going to be one to watch because Georgia did have that one L to South Carolina earlier in the year. I mean, earlier in the year, like the last one, not that long ago. Um, and if they win, like, who knows what's going to happen? I don't, this is this, this is crazy about this weekend coming up. This weekend is just going to be freaking nuts. Um, but that you still got to watch that game. Um, I don't know what time it is. I didn't check the time. Um, but Joe Burrow could also, you know, this is going to be his stamp on the Heisman this weekend. He goes out there and he 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 buckles Georgia 
and makes a statement, he's going to be the Heisman winner, no hands down. There's no one else. I mean, like I've said, he's probably been the front runner now for quite a bit, um, especially ever since Jalen Hurts lost. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. But you got to keep in mind, man. There's there's still, I mean, there's one game. There's still a lot of other people who have made way as well. Another game to look out for this weekend is Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Ohio State already smoked Wisconsin. But anything can happen in a in you know in a conference title match in a conference title game at a neutral site, number eight versus number one. Like you, you never know what's going to happen in these games. <clears throat> They're very pivotal. I mean, you're on thin eye. You're on you know, got razor's edge. No mistakes. You got to be perfect. And that's what I. That's why I love this fucking game. I love watching NCAA football. Ever since the playoffs, man, everything's been on edge. Especially me as an Oklahoma fan. I think there are times when, probably a couple, I mean, once or twice. I don't think they've been in three times. I can't remember now. But they should have not been in that <laughs> in that number four spot. But they were. Um, and we'll get to them here in a second. But talking about Ohio State-Wisconsin game and the Heisman waste, you also have Chase Young. Now, Chase Young could still make a claim for his Heisman for a Heisman bid. Even after missing that one game um, for a stupid suspension that he got, which don't I don't, I don't want to get re-triggered. I ain't going down that lane right now. Um, but he didn't miss that game, and that and that could cost <clears throat> him a Heisman. And could have been the first defensive player since Charles Woodson, I believe, in Michigan to win the D, to win the Heisman. <clears throat> so. I mean, some, definitely something to look at. I mean, he's the best defensive player in the country for sure. First-round draft pick for sure. I mean, those people at Ohio State know how to crank out defensive linemen. Defensive ends with all the Bosa brothers. With, you know, with Bosa, Nick Bosa, I think it's Nick Bosa? Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, one of the Bosas. Then the other one go to Wisconsin. I can't remember. We don't have time to talk about that. Anyways, um, but they know how to, you know, they know how to, they know how to breed them. <clears throat> I mean, that's what the reason there. There's a big reason why the number one, they're the number one team in the country, and that's their defense. But not to mention their offense. And two other people who could put their name in the hat for Heisman is J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, and Justin Fields. I mean, J.K. Dobbins ran rampant last week against Michigan. I think he scored four touchdowns. Justin Fields threw for a couple, so they. I mean, they're a great one-two punch. Their Gennady Golovkin one-two punch. I mean, sick jab, mean hook. You know, they're great one-two, but they're, they're tough individuals. And <clears throat> they, too, have a claim for the Heisman. So it's just crazy that this team could potentially have three people in New York for the Heisman presentation. It's just nuts. It is crazy, but <clears throat> you never know. You never know what can happen. I, I don't think, um, unfortunately, uh, Chase Young will be in that talk, in that in those talks, come when it's time to you know announce Heisman winners. Um, <clears throat> but it could be just like you know. But it, for sure, J.K. Dobbins, Justin Fields have a big, big claim, especially being you know putting up the numbers they have put up and um, doing beating the teams they have beat. 
they have beaten. Um, just like I think Baker Mayfield, DDU, no, 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 Baker Mayfield, and was it DD Westbrook? I think went um, a couple years ago. So I just had to throw that out there. I just had to throw that out there. Um, but speaking of Baker Mayfield, DD Westbrook, Oklahoma, probably the games that <clears throat> especially I'm going to be looking out for. For obvious reasons, I'll be watching that game. Um, it's a Big 12 championship game against Oklahoma and Baylor. I mean, I'm definitely going to be watching that. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just... Um, it's just, it's just it, This game earlier... I mean, they, Oklahoma won earlier. Um in the you know in the year a couple of weeks ago there wasn't I would say I would say earlier in the year but it's only a few weeks ago it wasn't that long ago they came back and they won they were down twenty five points at one point and came back and won the game at the you know, towards the end of the game but just um just an amazing game did it without C D Lamb as well I believe that was a game C D Lamb missed and so everyone had to step up everyone has I mean Jalen Hurts Dug himself in a hole early with, with the turnovers, fumbles, two fumbles and a pick, I believe, um, in that game, and you know Oklahoma's defense saved him. And like I said, I said this last episode a couple episodes ago. I would never have said this before that the Oklahoma defense has saved them from losing games, and that's just night and day from what they were the couple, last couple years, which is nuts. But I'm definitely going to be watching that game. Definitely going to be watching that game. Hopefully uh, we have the same result, just less heart attacks. Like I said, I'm too unhealthy to be watching close games like that. Um, but I love it. I Seriously, I'm, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I love it. And you guys should watch that shit too because it's going to be a hell of a weekend. If you got nothing to do. There's a lot going on. I'm going to get to what's going on this weekend. Um, but before that, one other thing, one other game you have to look out for definitely is Utah versus Oregon. Because Utah versus Oregon, same thing. So the top four right now, as it stands, Ohio State number one, LSU number two, Clemson number three, Georgia number four. Outside looking in right now is Utah number five, Oklahoma number six. Utah plays Baylor. Or Utah plays Oregon. They look the same. Utah plays Oregon. Oregon 10-2. Um, if they win, they, they can't crack. They won't be able to crack top four. I don't think so, especially with two losses, even with the championship. But ba- Utah wins. They have a very, very, very strong case. Their one loss was to USC. I mean, not that great. I mean, USC hasn't been hasn't looked that hasn't looked good in shit. I don't know since what Matt Leinart was a quarterback, Reggie Bush, way before Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's never made that team good either. So, I mean, they have. I mean, USC hasn't been good. Hasn't been a good team in shit. I don't know how long. Um, not even when Juju Smith was there. I don't think. But <clears throat> I mean, you, it's 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 still something you got to look out for because even with that loss. I still don't know how, you know, I mean, I don't think Utah has, still has a better strength of schedule than Oklahoma. I'm going to have to check because I'm not 100% sure. But that game is going to be very critical because right now, Utah at that number five spot, especially 
with Alabama losing, which we'll get to in a second, <clears throat> being knocked all the way back to number eight. Um, that causes a, I don't want to say a clusterfuck, but it causes a clusterfuck. <laughs> so, that game will be Friday, so peep it out. Friday, 6 p.m. Mountain Time is when it will be. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I'm taking just taking a look at Utah's schedule. They They haven't even played a ranked team. Other than Arizona State. Which who Oregon just lost to. Got upset by is or is Arizona State. Tough team. But they, they only have one ranked opponent on the resume. So that could if <clears throat> Oklahoma gets by Baylor and Utah wins, that could be something they look at. Like it could be something that will hinder them. Oklahoma playing Texas, a ranked team, beating them. Beating Baylor, a ranked team. Beating Oklahoma State, a ranked team. And if they beat Baylor again, they only lost to Kansas State. <clears throat> Which, I mean, they almost came back and won, but whatever. They didn't win. That's what matters at the end. And we're not talking about that game again because you guys already know how I feel about that shit. Halloween weekend, it was bad. I couldn't even dress up as Jon Snow because of this shit. But anyways, moving forward. <clears throat> God damn it. Um, those, those, those are going to probably be the two games you want to look forward to. You're going to look going to look at. Um, to see who could knock on that door. Because either way, what, I mean, it's going to be one of them. If they both win. It's going to be one of them. Because... There's no way Georgia, um, with that loss, I mean they're gonna be they're gonna be they have two losses. There's no way they're gonna be in there. LSU could still make a case to go to be that top four. So if LSU loses, there could still be a clusterfuck there. It could still be a very huge clusterfuck. But you never know. You never know. That's what you got to watch. You got to watch. You never know when your L is going to come, like I said. You never know what's going to happen. But there's one team I haven't brought up in the top four, Clemson. They play Virginia. Virginia is no walk in the park. Anything can happen in that game. You know, anything can fucking can happen. I, I was just saying, anything. your L can come whenever you want it, whenever it, whenever it wants to come. You have no choice over it. But Clemson, they lose. They're going to try to make a case, but they don't. They don't have a case. They've played one ranked team all year. They have a weak schedule. They played one ranked team in this Texas A&M, and they're seven five on the year. So nothing to write home about. There's no way. So if Clemson loses, and Georgia loses, you can see Utah and Oklahoma go in. Now if Oklahoma loses. And Utah loses? You can even see Baylor sneak in. So this is what's crazy about this weekend. You, you, I mean, just, it's just nuts to think about. There's so many possibilities, so many outcomes that could change this, could change that, could change this team's outcome. It's just nuts, and, 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 that, and it's fucking exciting at the same time. And you should be paying, you should be tuning in. 
These kids fucking go out of their study. Well, most of them. I don't say most. I didn't say all of them. They go out there study their asses off and be like, oh yeah, I gotta go play this fucking game. I gotta go play a championship game. Oh, you know, after I finish my fucking my um, my organic one hundred and one class. I don't fucking know what they take. I didn't go to college. But anyways, but one team, like I said, it kind of brought up earlier, but haven't brought up is Alabama. This this last week in Alabama lost to um, to Auburn in the Iron Bowl is what you call it the Iron Bowl and um, it was great I mean it was just crazy shit it was just crazy shit it was a good game but Alabama ended up making ended up making too many mistakes to even try to be in that game only lost by a field goal which is a field goal that got missed I believe to tie the game up. And they still had a, they still had a chance after that to even get the ball back and try to score, but it just didn't happen. But you know, two key things you want to think about was, I think the quarterback I can't remember his name. Um, oh, what's his name? What's his name? He um, is it Jones? I don't remember, but he threw. I think he threw two two pick sixes, two pick sixes. For those of you who don't know, tuning in. Um, for the first time in Sports Plus Live podcast, is an interception returned for a touchdown. Quarterback threw an interception, returned it for a touchdown. There's the basics. I'm here to educate. I'm here to help you all out. If you guys need help, you know, if you guys are, you know, young ladies listening to this podcast and, you know, you're trying to get versed in sports terminology, sports in general, to Make life easier for you, man. I'm here to help you. And how do I help you? You at me at Sports Plus Life on Instagram and Twitter. M-R-A-K-A on Instagram and Twitter. Ask me what's sliding into my DMs. Not to cheat, to answer questions. I will answer your questions. Ask me whatever you want. I'm there for you. You need relationship advice? I'll holler at you. But anyways, we're, I'm, digressing, I'm digressing. I just want to segue into a way for you guys to reach out to me. On social media. So holler at your boys. But yeah, two pick six, two pick sixes. Um not good. It is not good for anybody, really. And um not good to come back at to back come back from. Even as stout as of a defense Alabama has, Auburn just I mean Bo Nix, the kid's legit. The kid is legit. And um had his had the team ready. He was dropping dimes, running for the first downs. Um, it was a good game. I like me. Alabama's produced two very good games this year. Unfortunately, they lost both times, which is you know rare in um, especially in the regular season. Two losses in the regular season is rare for someone like Nick Saban, a Nick Saban team, Nick Saban Alabama team, I should say, not Nick Saban in Florida or LSU. But Nick Saban, Alabama team, it's just different. I mean, it's, just, it's rare. And people are calling for his head, which I think is just fucking bullshit. And shows how fucking stupid people really are. This guy's a fucking legend in college sports, let alone at Alabama. But this guy's better than Bear Bryant. No fucking talk to me about what you're talking about. Way better than Bear Bryant. Why? Because of the type of athletes... The type of teams 
the shape of the conferences ever since Bear Bright was in like was was you know in charge. Nick Saban is the best probably is gonna be going down as probably the best college football coach ever. He's won here, he's won at LSU. You know, I mean, he's 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 won at Alabama, won at LSU. He's gonna probably probably go down as the number one coach ever in college football. Because you're talking about probably what eight fucking teams in the SEC back when Bear Bryant. So don't give me that shit. Oh, Bear Bryant, this Bear. No, it's Saban. This you're gonna start walking around with fucking Saban, you know, Saban toupees and polo shirts. No more Bear Bryant hats. You're gonna start showing respect. You had a bad fucking season. Boo-hoo. Get the fuck over it. And show your fucking respect. You guys, in, in both games, LSU and Alabama, didn't lose by much. Seriously. Just didn't. You just didn't lose by a whole lot. This last one, you lost by a field goal. And I think the last, and then against the one against, um, the one against LSU was by a field goal as well. But, I mean, you can't be calling for this man's head. Especially what he's done. Uh, never mind, they didn't lose by a field goal. I just checked that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can't be sitting there and fucking calling for this guy's head because guess what? This guy, um, this guy's legit. Am I looking at the right thing? I don't know if I am, guys. I have no idea. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, just just get over it. Jesus fucking Christ, bad shit happens. And it's just, it's life. And you're going to show some respect to Coach Saban. But anyways, yeah, tune in this weekend, guys. Um, crazy shit going down. If you're working, check on your phone. Have your fucking Bluetooth speaking, your ear tooth, your Bluetooth, your AirPods, whatever you want in. And, you know, listen, man. You've been listening. These fucking announcers do a good job of fucking painting the picture. Just painting the picture of the fucking playoffs. Um... But moving on, what I was talking about earlier was Lakers versus Nuggets. And I did not get a chance to watch the game because of what I said earlier. Comcast, Xfinity, whatever you want to call it, and Altitude aren't playing nice. Okay? They aren't playing nice. I mean, right now, it doesn't even look like Dr. Phil can mend this relationship. And so the only people that have Altitude in my area right now would be DirecTV. And DirecTV is only the only one that has that has has something worked out. Now I kind of messed up because God forbid I assumed that two of the top teams in the West is going to be on a fucking national television channel. Holy shit, my fucking mistake! I would have much rather watched that dry ass fucking Blazers game against the Clippers. I don't give a fuck what Melo's doing. I don't care. Mel isn't doing shit. Mel wasn't gonna fucking grab that team and fucking put bring them all the way to the fucking put you know playoff into a championship. I don't give a fuck what he's doing. I don't care. I don't want to sit there and watch Patrick Beverly and fucking Dame Lillard in a fucking flop fest. I I tune in for two seconds. That's the first thing I fucking saw. Patrick Beverly crying to the refs and then fuck because. Dame Dillard decided to fucking flop. I can't. I can't watch this shit. I can't. I can't do this shit to myself. The NBA is becoming a, a fucking shit product right now. 
straight fucking trash. It's not exciting to me. I don't give a fuck how big the how big the score lines are. I don't care if it's 140, 135. That doesn't mean shit. There's only a few people I'll watch in the NBA. That's Giannis and the Nuggets. I don't I don't care I don't care about what James Harden does. By the way, we'll talk about James Harden here in a second. I don't care about Carmelo Anthony. I still don't think even after the Lakers beating the Nuggets are sh- you know, I don't think the Lakers are shit. Nothing about that whole team you know says to me that they're good. I don't there's nothing about that. I think they get bailed out by the referees. Especially when I sat there and and I actually did watch like the last four or five four minutes of the fourth quarter, the end of the game. I found found out a way to watch it. And um and it's it just um by the way, shout out shout out to my boy Brock all the way in Cali. Uh, old high school buddy of mine hooked me up. Don't worry about it. You guys don't worry about my hookups. Um But yeah, I got I mean I just I sat there and watched it and all I saw was was fucking Anthony Davis flopping. The refs bailing him out. Bailing the Lakers out. The refs inconsistency. I can't with these fucking referees anymore. I can't sit there. This is a game I used to love. I grew up love watching. I grew up loving the NBA. My dad built me like a, a, a little court in my backyard growing up. I played basketball a lot more than I played soccer. Soccer's my number one sport. I love basketball. I can't watch this shit anymore. No one knows what a fucking foul is anymore. No one knows what traveling is anymore. These referees are just... Like... And I'll get to the referees here in a second why I'm bringing this up. They just don't know shit anymore. They've, They've confused the verbiage. They've switched the verbiage around... To now where no one knows what a fucking foul is anymore. And last night. Like I said I didn't watch the Lakers. Um, I didn't watch anything. I started watching. I, I, you know what I watched? I want you, I want you guys to know. These to, you know what I fucking watched? And if you guys go to um, my Instagram right now. Or my fa- even my Facebook. I watched. Christmas rapping competition. That's what I fucking watched. Which I turned off. Which I I mean, I, I turned off and I was like, I can't, I can't with this shit. I can't do this. I couldn't even watch that shit. But it was better than watching the fucking Trailblazers and the Clippers. I, was, I watched the Christmas rapping competition. I didn't even know there was a thing. Professional Christmas rappers. Present rappers in general. Like, I didn't know it was a thing, but I watched it. This guy on there looked like... he said I said him, but he looked like a real Whoville. Like a Whoville character. Dr. Seuss character. He lo- really had the hair. Had the face. Like, he had the glass suspenders and shit. Like, I don't... I mean, I don't know if he was, like, trying to make a fashion, but he looked like a Whoville character. And it was hella corny. I can't even, I can't believe they got my girl Adele Gibbons hosting that shit. You guys know what Adele Gibbons is. You gotta watch her. She's a fun girl. I think that was her... Dude, I can't. That's what I was watching last night, guys. Instead of the NBA. I can't, dude. I can't watch this shit anymore. But anyways, I digress. 
again, because I keep getting fucking distracted. Um, I sat there, and this morning I actually watched the highlights. I didn't watch any, like I said, I didn't watch any. I was watching the highlights this morning. I was watching the the Rockets against the, the Spurs highlights. And towards the end of that game, or some point in that game, James Harden had a breakaway dunk, which went through the hoop. The net carried back. He was a strong dunk. Carried the net. Carried it back over the hoop, and it came out. And the refs called it. Didn't call it a basket. They didn't call it a basket. It was fucking obvious. The thing went through the hoop, and it should have been a basket. They ended up going to overtime. They ended up losing in overtime. I think maybe double overtime. James Harden scored 50 fucking points. But I was sitting there was watching. You see, James Harden had the ball. Got called for a charge at the end of that game to tie the game up. Couldn't convert. And it was just... I mean, I just... I, I said this earlier. There's nothing... There's nothing special about this shit. There's nothing special about James Harden. Nothing special about Westbrook being on the same fucking team. No one gives a fuck. And as I was watching those highlights, I'm up here preparing for this wonderful podcast. Trying to be prepared for this. Even though it doesn't matter what I do to get prepared, I get sidetracked by bullshit or stupid shit like NBA referees. I get sidetracked. I'm out there listening to Stephen A. Smith saying, Oh, well, James Harden. Is probably the most athletic point guard we've ever seen ever. Most athletic. When I think of most athletic, I think of a motherfucker that can defend. Kobe Bryant can defend. Defensive championships. LeBron James can defend. Defensive champion. Defensive trophies. Defensive uh, players of the year. That's what I mean. Michael Jordan, two-time defensive player of the year, I believe. Maybe even more. Same thing with Giannis. That's what I think of athletic. There's nothing that it's not. He's not athletic, in the sense that he can do everything. He's athletic in the sense that he gets bailed out by the referees. And the fact that he doesn't even jump, like, don't even get me started on his fucking three point tricks. Goes out there, shoots a three pointer when no one's on him. He'll jump. He can barely jump over a credit card. All of a sudden, when someone's defending him. He fucking jumps back and kicks his fucking foot forward to get a call. Don't, don't start, don't, don't, I can't do this shit. I can't watch this fucking sport anymore. This is unbelievable what I'm watching. And I go back to one thing. I mean, I think I want to go back to pinpoint this exact moment. I think I've talked about this before. Um, in one of the first episodes of the Sports Plus Life podcast. And I pinpoint back to one time. That kind of changed everything. And I'll blame one person. I'm going to put this blame on one person. That's Ben Wallace. The Malice at the Palace. If you don't know what that is. Go YouTube Google Malice at the Palace. If. Um, ben Wallace didn't. You know. Didn't lose his shit. Met a world peace. Or run a test at the time. Wouldn't have been on that fucking. Wouldn't have been over there. Chilling out. Minding his own business. And when have got a beer thrown on him. That started the mouse of the palace. It was because of those fouls. That shit. And that coincidentally. I think was a year before. 
LeBron James got in the league. So a lot has changed since then. A lot has and I blame that particular, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but I blame that particular moment. Malice of the Pals is the reason why we have a fucking watered-down, less physical NBA. And then just, it's just not, it's not, I know, I mean, maybe it's my age, it's not what I grew up watching. It's just not entertaining to me. When every fucking two seconds we're stopping for a foul. Or we're not stopping for a foul. We're stopping for something else. Because these refs can't get this shit right. And and I'm, I'm seriously putting it on the league and the referees. The players... I, I mean, I, I, as much shit I talk about with John, James Harden... Is he a great player? Sure, he is. He's playing by the rules. He's playing by what the refs give him. I can't blame him for that, but I can still talk shit about it. I don't give a fuck. How all these grown-ass 6'6", 200-plus pound men are flopping around... Like, come on, man. It's very fucking obvious these guys are flopping. Let's err on this. I think I've been on this ramp before and I'm going to do it again. Let's err on the side of logic. If I, who am about 6'1", 6'2", unathletic, I haven't been, there's nothing athletic about me. And I go up to push LeBron James. I don't think he's going to move that far. 6'8", 250 pounds, rock solid. If I walk up to him and I fucking shove him, he's not, I don't think he's going to go very far. But let him be in an NBA game. See how fucking far he gets he gets pushed around by someone like Jamal Murray or Dame Lillard or something like that. So I'm saying this NBA this is just a clusterfuck of a league. I can't watch this shit. This shit ain't for me anymore, and that's sad. I loved this sport. I loved it. I would watch it. Dane, I would watch all of it. I just fucking can't anymore. It's just unbearable. But I hope... Am I going to watch it? Yes, I'll still watch. I mean, I still watch the Nuggets. If Giannis is on, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch it. And I think and I should... And I, I think I'm going to the game in December. Uh, Pelicans versus Nuggets. Which is supposed to be Zion Williams... That's why they're on Christmas. Just watch Zion Williamson against the Nuggets. But I don't think he's going to be there. <laughs> Is this another bust? Another bust? We'll talk about that later. But I'm getting, I got fucking worked up. I'm a, I just got worked up. I can't believe that. And it's just trash shit. Referees are trash. The league's trash. I don't, there's nothing about. I mean, there's, there's, I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. And damn it, I can't. I can't watch this shit. All right, so <clears throat> anyways, yeah, we're going to move forward here um, after a little rant. I had to get my voice back, drink a little water, but I'm back. Um, part two of the Sports of Life podcast. Um, this last weekend, um, we already talked about the Thursday games as far as the NFL goes. Um, obviously haven't been able to talk about the Sunday games, but we had a doozy, possibly a Super Bowl preview, the 49ers against the Baltimore Ravens in in rain, hell rain out East in Baltimore. Um, but I mean, it's still a good game. 
pretty fun to watch. The Niners, I don't think they do good in rain. Because they barely, I mean, they barely beat the Redskins in like that shitty torment um, 9-0. And lost this game 20-17 to um, to the Ravens. Um, but it was um, it's like what Lamar Jackson did. Lamar Jackson hands down the NFL, the NFL MVP so far, and probably moving forward. Um, fourteen to twenty-three, hundred five yards, and then um, a touchdown to the one and only Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews from Oklahoma, and then proceeded to do, plant the flag. For Senor Bosa, we don't forget. Forgive, but we don't forget. Oklahoma does not forget. We we did not forget. And um, it was a, it was a good one. I mean, it was a good one. I mean, that's just. Um, I want to say Lamar Jackson. Did he rush for a touchdown? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did, guys. What am I talking about? I'm gonna try to find out right now for everyone. But it was a good game. It was fun. It was, it was a good game to watch. Lamar Jackson just definitely separated from the pack. Um, if there was ever a pack, um, rush for over 100 yards and a touchdown, the guy's ridiculous. Big trust. Woo, woo, you see me? Big trust. What's up? Pull up. Lamar Jackson. Um, <clears throat> Lamar Jackson. He was crazy, dude. I mean, he's a good, he's an amazing athlete. Amazing athlete. And it was, um, it was fun to watch. I watched some of it. I think I can't remember what I was watching. I was a little bit distracted by something else. Um, but yeah, it was a good game. Also, this weekend the Bengals got their first dub against the Jets. Um, it was a uh, yeah, twenty-two to six. God, the Jets didn't. I didn't know what the hell. By the way, Jets. Um, I hope uh, I'm gonna throw this a little bit. I'm gonna throw a little bit of shade out there for Le'Veon Bell. And I and I and I, it's, I think it's well deserved. He sat out a whole year not to play with the Steelers because he wanted more money, and apparently he wanted to quote unquote win games. So he signs with the Jets the next year after. Bro, make up your mind. What do you want, money or wins? Because now you look stupid. You look hella stupid, especially now after losing to the Bengals. One and eleven, the Bengals are one eleven on the year. Jets four and eight. So I mean, <clears throat> there had I mean, I mean, if it's about the money, straight up say, be honest about it. Be like, yo, yo, fuck, I don't need them. I mean, it's about the money. That's why I want to get paid. Pay me. <clears throat> don't sit there and, and go. We have before. I was like, oh, we have a great chance of winning. Um, you know, a division. Blah blah blah. This and that. I just want to win. Same thing with the the smoke sesh I gave Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's trash. Le'Veon Bell, obviously. Is a product of what that how good of offensive line that um, Pittsburgh Steelers are. I mean, he's very fortunate, and he needs to thank those people. He needs to go and thank him. And the Steelers right now are in that wild card spot ish, still make the playoffs. So I mean, look, and 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 um, Coach Tomlin, as much as I don't, I mean, I don't like his face. I don't like I don't like his mannerisms. I don't like. Shit. I mean, I don't think. I mean, he's he's doing a hell of a job getting this dumpster fire of a team into the possibly into the playoffs. <laughs> no help with Le'Veon Bell. No fucking Antonio Brown. No Ben Roethlisberger. 
I mean, holy shit, this guy, what, what this guy is doing, it's unbelievable. He should be coach of the year. Honestly, I think he should be coach of the year. You should give him that for what he's doing right now. But everything's starting to heat up, man. I think there's only five weeks left in the in the season. Um, people to make, you know, even in that dumpster fire, the NFC North, West, what is that one? With the, with the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Redskins, that dumpster fire of a division. Um, Eagles and um, Cowboys could be in with the losing record. Who knows what's going to happen in that in the playoffs? It could be in the playoffs with the losing record. What? That's that's where we live in. That's what that's what we are doing here. So never count your team out. Only a few teams have been eliminated. I know the Giants are one of them. Redskins probably the other one. Um, definitely the Bengals. Maybe the Jets too. Um, but yeah, I mean it's, it's it was a crazy weekend, fun weekend. Um, <clears throat> the Broncos pulled it off against the Chargers. Um, after uh, McManus threw a little bitch fit before the half, hit the game winner to put him ahead. Um, and went 23-20. Um, in Drew Locke's first game as a Bronco, um, starting as a Bronco, it was pretty cool. He looked pretty good at the beginning of the, the game. I think he looked solid. I think he looked really, I think he looked pretty good. Threw the ball very well. But it, I think that what we do is we end up playing scared football, and that's where the Broncos lose games. You start playing scared. You start playing um, tentative. You want to ease back because you want to get the win. You want to, so if you, you, you got to go for the throw, you got to attack, attack, especially now when you're in a position where more than likely you're not, obviously you're not going to make the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> you have to just start, you mean, just start throwing feelers out there for what's going to happen next year. I thought it was a good move, even though Brandon Allen was playing pretty good to play Drew Locke because he's no, he was your, he was a, you know, the, the sec first pick in the second round. So it was a high draft pick. So you have to, I think in this case, you have to play him to kind of put him out there, get him that time because next year, I think that's, this is going to be his team. Drew Locke will, I mean, Drew Locke will be the, Number one quarterback for the team, possibly. Um, very interesting to see what's going to happen with Joey Flacco. Um, will he retire? Will he stay on for another year? See how his contract? Who knows? Um, that's going to be very interesting to see moving forward. But there's a lot of upside. I think Bronco fans, you look, you, there's a lot of upside for this team. I mean, we got Cortland Sutton making his way. We have great running backs. Johnson being one of them. Or D, I mean, Justin Simmons is playing very well. Of course, Chris Harris Jr. is going to be the question. Those two are going to be the question moving forward next year if we could re-sign them. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, Derek Wolf got hurt. Who knows? It might be his last year. Um, and, of course, Von Miller didn't play this game either. So, And then also we're going to have Bradley Chubb back. So a lot of upside with this team. And you can see, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to be, um, to be uh, looking forward to. I want to look forward to getting a to better better offensive line. I thought um, Dalton Riser played very, has played very well this year. The rookie um, definitely want to get. I mean Garrett Bowles either either fuck shit or get off the pot. Quit hurting this fucking team with your holds. So there's a, there's a you have and of course you got Philip Lindsay at the backfield, and um, so you have a lot to look for. I mean, there's a lot of good things, a lot of positive. You didn't lose a whole lot of games by a whole lot of points. 
you just hurt yourselves. But the Denver Broncos have a lot to look forward to. And uh, that was pretty cool. Um, but one game that did stand out this weekend was the Texans against the Patriots. And the, the score was 28-22, to but I don't think it was even that close. I mean, the Texans beat him up. They hit Tom Brady in the mouth. That's what you have to do. You have to hit Tom Brady in the mouth in order to win those type of games. And that's what the Texans did, even without J.J. Watt. Even without J.J. Watt, they got, you know, they just they did very well defensively. They held them, I think, in that first half to only six points, two field goals. So, pretty crazy. But who knows? I mean, that's like, I mean, they're still even then. Like, they're, the Patriots' record is ten and two now, after that game. But you also have to keep in mind they also have the second easiest schedule in the league. So, like ten and two. Yeah, they haven't really played a whole lot of good teams. And they, by the way, the two teams that smoke them. The Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. So, I mean, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, two black quarterbacks, just running circles around these dudes. You're going to see a whole lot more athletic quarterbacks coming in the league. There's a shift happening. There is going to be a shift happening of different quarterbacks now. You're, I mean, in the in the next week, I mean, next year you're going to be seeing more. God, I don't know. I mean, not next year, the year after, but a lot of you know athletic quarterbacks. But you want like someone like Bo Nix could probably be. You probably throw Bo Nix there. Um. But you see something like Jake Fromm. Like Jake Fromm is like that old school, stay in the pocket quarterback. Which I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of people grabbing toward grabbing, gravitating towards something like that nowadays. Just don't think you will. Um, but yeah, there's a shift. There's something happening there, and you definitely want to look, keep your eye out, keep your ear out for the next couple years. But there's something crazy going on there, and yeah, just it's just nuts to see. They got they got handled. The Patriots got handled pretty well, and I think that those last I didn't even watch the end of the game. I don't remember they. I didn't watch the end of the game. Because uh, Uncle Edgar had to go to sleep. Um, but yeah, it was just like, I think those are trash points that they scored towards the end. Uh, was it two? I don't remember what they scored. I don't remember. I'm not even going to look it up. But that's, I mean, that's just, that's that's what it is. I mean, you you, gotta, you have to look for it. These are the type of teams you're going to see in the playoffs. And I think Bill Pelichick will get it corrected. I mean, he's a smart individual, smart coach, best coaches to ever do it. Um, one thing that was brought up this morning when I was listening to crappy Steve A. Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> I actually didn't call him crappy. He's getting paid, but the fucking guy sometimes just—I don't know. Anyways, um, they're talking about the Patriots should sign. It wasn't even no, it wasn't even them. I think it was Ryan Clark should 100% sign Antonio Brown. Well, I don't. Maybe. I don't know if that's going to help you even having Antonio Brown there. If Tom Brady's getting smacked in his mouth. I don't think that's going to help you. I don't think that's the issue. I mean, that's not how... Notoriously, that's not how... Especially these later years, how Tom Brady wins his games. A lot of the reasons why they didn't get blown out as bad as they were was the short ones to James White, Burkhead... 
was a short was a short short pass. He don't he doesn't throw bombs like that anymore. So I don't know if that's going to necessarily help help. But who knows? You never know. The Patriots aren't above cheating. Aren't above controversy, obviously. They aren't above it. So you never know what's going to happen. There's still a lot going on. But there's still a lot of steps for Antonio Brown to come back as well. So not fully clearly in the uh, in the green to come back. So who knows? But I, I was I took a little bit of a joy watching the Patriots get fucking smacked. I also took a little bit of joy watching the Raiders get smacked by the Chiefs. That shit was joyful. As a Bronco fan, you loved it. <laughs> you wouldn't give a fuck. That, that shit's petty. Like, we're 4-8, and eight, they are 6-6. Six and six, and They thought they were fucking going to the playoffs, and they got smacked the next week, so... The Dolphins got a dub too. You got to watch. They got to laugh at Eagles. Because all, I mean, especially Eagles fans. You want to talk about a fan base that just is, that is just, ugh. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain them. Especially out there in Philly. But Eagles fan, like, I, that's, I took joy in that too. The Dolphins with that sick trick play. If you guys watch it, go watch it. Go watch the highlights. Trick play. Punter to the kicker. Touchdown or extra point, I believe. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it was. Um, I think it was a touchdown. Touchdown or two point conversion. Touchdown, I think is what it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it just. I had not much else to say about that, but I liked it. Cool shit, Maroki. Um, but the Monday night game was was very exciting, and it was very uh, up and down. It was crazy. It was cool to watch. Um, but those Seahawks are ready, man. And the Seahawks winning, for those of you who don't, the Seahawks won 37 to 30. The Seahawks winning knocked pretty much the Niners to wild card. Like, knocked them out of the, um, they're, they're now, the Seahawks are now atop of the NFC West. And um, <clears throat> that's crazy. I mean, these guys are ready to go. And, like, they're not blowing people out of the they're not blowing people out of the the, I'm talking about the Seahawks aren't blowing them out of the water but they are winning games and that's what you need you need to figure out how to win games you need to figure out what I mean you need to figure out the team you need a a cohesive effort and then everyone just doesn't get down on themselves they didn't do very well the pick six early. I think they were down 14-7. I can't remember what it was, but I think that, that brought them down 14-7 early with pick six where um, Russell Wilson threw the ball, got batted up, and um, and then he tried to bat it down, but batted it right back into, uh, was it Rhodes? I can't remember who he batted it to. Um, and then he just punched it in for a touchdown. But that team, I mean, they figured it out. They Everything else started gelling. They never got down on themselves. Um, running game was on point. Russell Wilson getting out of the pocket, um, make you know making chicken salad and chicken shit as I like to say. Um, did a good job. Kirk Cousins, um, you know they did. They did. I mean, obviously they were doing okay defensively. They were doing all right, kind of fighting in the game. They had a couple good touchdowns, a couple big touchdowns. One really bad. I like one or two broken bad plays that they scored on. So um, capitalized on some mistakes, but Kirk Cousins still. Um, they, they couldn't get it done towards the end. Um, but it was a good game, man. It was a good game to watch. The Seahawks are legit. 
Russell Wilson's thrown just still up there as an MVP as well. You know what he's doing. Um, definitely, you can't talk about it. Talk, you have to put him in contention, but there's I mean, there's only one clear winner, and that's Lamar Jackson right now. Um, but yeah, that's what happened this weekend. Was it? Was it obviously always a good weekend? Always something crazy. And speaking of crazy, this weekend the Panthers lost to the Redskins. And following that loss, which you shouldn't lose to the Redskins if you're the Panthers. Following that loss, Ron Rivera got fired. Got canned. Shit canned. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, there's, I don't know if, I don't think they're, I don't, I'm check to see where they're at as far as the Panthers go, as far as maybe making a push for a playoff spot, but. Either they're throwing in the towel or they think without them they have a better chance of making a playoff push. Um, who knows? But with something like this with Ron Rivera, especially someone's been in, you know, brought him a, a Super Bowl. Did they win the Super Bowl? A Super Bowl appearance? I can't remember. Um, why can I not remember? That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, you know, I know they lost to the Broncos in the Super Bowl. I don't know if they won. But actually, either way, um, just something like this changes um, a lot of things, especially moving forward for that organization as well. Because what people don't realize, when a coach gets fired, they bring in they bring in their own um, their own coaching staff. Um, they bring in you know their own people. And, um, so this affects a whole lot more people than just Ron Rivera. You can see, like, a lot, it gives me a lot of change coming up next year, especially. Right now, probably nothing. I think they just move, like, a, an assistant coach in the head coaching spot temporarily till the end of the year. Um, but next year, you're probably going to see a whole lot of new faces, a whole lot of coaching, definitely a whole new coaching staff. Um, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. Um, you might not even see Cam Newton as a Panther anymore next year, which I don't think it was going to happen either way. But what you guys have to think about, and I don't think it just kind of flew under the radar, is that under, I mean, 2018, the Panthers got sold, so they have they have new ownership. So the old people that came in, this isn't the coach that they hired. So, I mean, that's why I think it made it easier to, to fire him. Um, it just, I mean, so that's, it's the way the cookie crumbles. It's the way the cookie crumbles in this league. Why Jason Garrett isn't out of a coaching job? I don't fucking know, but some teams are like, nah, we're not going to put up with this. We're not going to do this. We have a higher expectation. Um, you're, I mean, we got to get you out of here. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of shit behind the scenes that I didn't, that you don't see that probably led to something like this happening. There could have been a blow up. It could have been um, fisticuffs, maybe a little scuffle, Ron Rivera and somebody else. Um, but yeah, they haven't been right. They haven't really been right ever since that Super Bowl loss to uh, the Broncos. But that shit happens. That's just this is the league we're in. What have you done for me lately? You haven't done shit for me, Ron Rivera. So hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more and take. Fucking Cam Newton's hat with you. Fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to see a whole lot. I mean, 
it's, yeah, you're going to see something very different, especially with the Panthers. But that's what you guys don't realize is that when a head coach gets fired, a lot of other people lose their jobs and bring in their own. And the new coach will bring in someone new for in those positions. So there's a, it just isn't just, oh, well, this, you know, he's not part of the team anymore. No, it, there are a lot of people who aren't going to be part of this team moving forward. It's crazy. A lot of you guys, a lot of people don't think about that, but that's what happens. That's going to happen. So crazy stuff, um, especially during the middle of the season, you'd fire a coach. I mean, I think, I don't know. They weren't really in that bad of shape, to be honest with you. I don't think so. I, I just, I'm obviously, I wouldn't have been paying attention to them. I think they're 500, if that. Um, I can't remember, but I know they haven't, they've lost a couple games they shouldn't have uh, lost. So, I mean, it's... Sure, well, at least, at least they didn't lose the Bengals like the Jets did. King Petty. Petty fucking... Petty AF. Um, Now they're 5-7. and seven. So I get it. I get it. I mean, 5-7, and seven, four more games to go. Why? I mean, fuck it. Let's start prepping. I think that's what they wanted to do. And, I mean... They don't have an easy road. I mean, the easiest game they have coming up is against the Falcons. They have the Seahawks, the Saints, and the Colts. So, sure. Saving the trouble. I mean, good for Ron Rivera. You get to spend Christmas with your family. So, I'm taking that as a dub. I'm going to go spend Christmas with my family. Christmas with my family when generally I'd be working. I'd be working. So, shit. I think that's a win for him. <laughs> Safe face. Enjoy New Year's Day. Enjoy college football, as you and I are going to be watching coming up here pretty soon. So I mean, it's it's um it was a little bit rumbling. It was just it's been a little bit of talking point around the sports atmosphere, the sports plus life atmosphere, sports in general, because this could fall under that category, sports plus life. Because yeah, here's a head coach, you know, who got fired. There's a sports part. Here comes a plus life part. Now a lot of other coaches are losing their jobs too because of that one head coach getting uh, getting fired. See that? You see how I tie shit in? That's what I do. Okay, I'm good at that. Just kidding. I'm not that good at it. But you know who is good at something is Lionel Messi, and Lionel Messi won the Ballon d'Or, which is the best player in soccer, football, football in the world for the sixth time. Beating out Cristiano Ronaldo, who has five of these. They were tied at five. Unless he won, Messi just won the sixth one. And beating out Virgil van Dijk. Um, definitely well-deserved. I thought Leo Messi definitely was... I mean, if you look at the three and what they've done, Messi probably this year has been the better the better player. Definitely been the better player. And then... Um, um, I mean, his, and it has been for so many years, since 2000, maybe four, five. Like, I don't know. He's been around for a long time. Um, then that just gets me thinking, is Leo Messi the best player ever? Is he the best player in the world ever? And I've, I've, and then we've been blessed to have been in alive in the same decade. The prime years of Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. 
I never realized how good Messi was until Cristiano Ronaldo left Manchester United to play for Real Madrid. And then you start seeing them play against each other. You just start seeing this head-to-head competition, Real Madrid against Barcelona. You start seeing it up close and personal, how good Lionel Messi is. Cristiano Ronaldo, I would, if I, I mean, maybe a little bit biased coming from me being a Manchester United fan. I would give him the nod over Lionel Messi as being the best player ever. And the reason why, in my opinion, and from what I've seen, because remember, I'm, I have nine toes, but I've seen a lot of shit and I know a lot of shit, is the Premier League physically, mentally, is a little more tough, tougher than any other league in, in the world. And here's why I say that. And I've probably mentioned this before. I'm going to say it again for those of you who haven't heard it. The weather sucks in England. It sucks balls. It's not that great. It's always raining and shit. Very cloudy. Um, so mentally, and you hear a lot of people. You could see you could hear, you could see it in people. Di Maria. Um, Falcao. People who went to England after having great years in France or whatever. Um, and just couldn't deal with the weather. Mentally, they couldn't do it. Different atmosphere, different fan base. They just couldn't do it. So I, that's and I think a lot of the other leagues are easier, especially with the climate, the talent pool. I mean, if you, I mean, I think Italy probably would have taken the cake, early two thousands, late nineties. Uh, everything was a little bit more even. But having Cristiano Ronaldo play in the Premier League. And showing he could come in day in, day out and perform very well. Break records. Um, win championships with this team. I think I give him the odd there. Also, he has the Euro um, 2016 championship with uh, Portugal. Um, by the way, Euros, I already talked about it. Euros uh, draw was earlier this week or last week. Um, and I'll talk about that later. Because 2020 is going to be pretty huge. It's going to be fun. Group of Death. He's part of the Group of Death. Germany, France, and then someone else, I believe. Someone someone yet to come to play off in. Um, but we'll talk about that for sure. A different episode a different episode of the Sports Plus Live podcast. If you have any questions, follow me on Sports Plus Life at Twitter and Instagram. Or M-R-A-K-A-C-O on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but I would give definitely give Ronaldo the, the edge. For that very reason. But Messi, and I, I always go back and forth because if you guys have never watched it, and I'll never forget where I was. I'll never forget. I mean, I'll never forget this goal. The goal he scored against um, Bayern Munich, Champions League. And they were down 1-0, I think, at the half. And this game, this happened in the second half. And I've never, never in my life seen a player take the game by the neck and just go with it. He grabbed it by the neck. Took that fucking ball from everyone and won that game for Barcelona. It was, um, I'll never forget it. He's dribbling, he's dribbling, dribbling. He just does a little shoulder fake and puts uh, puts, uh, puts Boateng, Jerome Boateng on his ass. This is the equivalent of an ankle breaker. Didn't push off. Puts him on his ass. Turns him about sideways. And then just chips a 6-4 manual newer. Goalkeeper and scores a goal. 
is not, I've never seen anything like it. it was unbelievable. Probably one of the best goals I've ever seen. And I couldn't believe it. Everyone at Buffalo Wild Wings Highlands Ranch was couldn't believe it. Unbelievable. One of the best goals I've ever seen. And probably, I mean, Messi could very well be the best player, one of the best players ever. But in my opinion, I'm giving it to Cristiano Ronaldo. More championships. Tougher league. And people say, oh, well, Messi... Oh, Messi scored this many goals against Premier League. Yeah, Champions League. Late in the season, when these guys have played probably some of the most physical games they've ever played. I mean, you're playing teams like Valencia. I mean, the the Premier League is one of the toughest leagues out there. And I, and I go, I could go into that. I'm, I'm going to one day. I'm going to go into detail why. And well, Messi scored this against. Yeah, sure. I mean, in Champions League, but you don't see these teams, these physicality, these teams day in day out like the Premier League does. Um, and for the longest time, the Premier League, if we want to go there, we want to go there. For the longest time, Messi couldn't score on anybody. It couldn't score against Premier League teams, let alone someone like Chelsea, too. So it, it was very hard for him. Those goals came very few in you know, between. But one of the first times we've ever seen Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi play was Barcelona against Manchester United in the Champions League. I think Barcelona won 2-1, one, 3-1. One. I can't remember the first time, but... But yeah, I mean, that's the first taste. And then obviously when Cristiano Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo went to um, Real Madrid, we saw a whole lot more. And we were blessed. I, mean, I think, I think we're, we're very blessed to see something like that. People don't realize, especially here in the United States, don't realize what you are seeing. Like, you don't get it. You don't get the greatness that is in front of you when you see these two guys. And now they're 34, 36 years old. You know, they're, they're a little older. Um, and they're getting a little bit slower. They have a lot of miles on their body. I mean, shit. Probably playing professionally since they were like 20. So, I'm sorry, 16. So 20 years, like almost playing professional. There's a lot of miles on this body. And by the way, no, um, no fucking load management. So suck. No fucking load management. Running 10 miles, sprinting 10 miles a game. No load management. So fuck off. Um, yeah, amazing. I mean, is Leo Messi the best player in the world at the moment? Yes. Overall, I give it to Ronaldo. But you holler at me. You give me that smoke. Sports Plus Live podcast. Sports Plus Life on Instagram. Sports Plus Life on Twitter. Mister AKACO on Instagram and Twitter. So holler at me. Um, we're gonna wrap this up here soon. There's a lot of shit to get to. As far as what's going on this weekend, obviously I've talked about the NCAA. Gotta watch that shit. Um, you definitely have to watch that shit. Definitely gonna watch some NFL for show. I'm gonna get that for show. Uh, starting Friday night, you wanna watch the NCAA playoff uh, championship games with Utah against um, Oregon. And then Saturday, the rest of the games. And then Sunday selection. Sunday is when that shit pops off. Um, yeah, I'll definitely be glued. But there's a couple other things going on this weekend. It's fight week. Guys, there's a lot of fights going on. I didn't talk about fighting this week because the NBA. I wanted to, I wanted to punch the NBA in the face. But a lot of, um, a lot of fights going on. The big one going on this weekend will be um, Anthony Joshua against um, Andy Ruiz on the zone in the middle of the day. I think it might be about one o'clock my time, Mountain Time. 
three something Eastern. So uh, keep keep an eye out, man. This is going to be very interesting because now you have two fighters that are actually preparing for each other, have full fight camps. Andrew Ruiz is going in there in shape. So is Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua is going in there. He was in there physically in shape last time, I believe. But now mentally in shape as well because now you know you studied your opponent more. You know what to look out for. So now this is going to be a very fun fight to watch, hopefully. Still a heavyweight fight because, like I said, just with Deontay Wilder last time, this fight could end at any fucking moment. These guys have hammers. They have Thor hammers in their hands for fists. So definitely something to look out for on DAZN. Um, Check it out. Good shit. There's still a lot of other heavyweight cards on uh, heavyweight fights on there. Heavyweights make it exciting, man. You never know what's gonna happen, so tune in. Also, this weekend on Showtime, Jermel Charlo, 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 Jermel Charlo, one of the Charlo twins. If you guys never seen a Charlo twin fight, you gotta watch them. You especially have to watch this one. Um, or go look them up on YouTube. They're highly, I mean, they're from Houston. Um. Great fighters, great kids. I want to see... I remember which one it is, but one of them has to fight Canelo eventually. They're in that realm, in that toxic fight in Canelo possibly next. You never know. One of these fights... I mean, it, I can't remember which one. I'm not going to have to take the time to go ahead and look out which one. But one of them are in toxic... I think it's Jamel to fight probably Canelo. He might be up there with Billy Joe Saunders and shit like that. So keep your eye out. I'm giving you guys gems. I'm giving you guys shit to watch. I'm giving you guys to be distracted from all this holiday shopping you guys have to do. If your old lady's like, yo, we gotta go do shopping. No, I gotta watch Charlo. Smoke this, whoever. You gotta watch Anthony. I can't, I can't, I can't watch Anthony Joshua and Ruiz. My Mexican brother, I gotta go watch him. You go. I trust you. Say that, man. I got, I'm giving you guys outs to do shit. Also, UFC is fighting this weekend. Um... Shit, I gotta look up this card because I know there's a lot of good fighters on here. This one's where oh, Alistair Overeem against oh I can't say his name. Um, his name is Jarzinho Rosenstruck. Last two fights, two big KOs. One's against Arlovsky and the other one against oh who did he fight? Oh shit, I don't remember guys. I'm gonna pull it up right now. So don't um. Um, he'd be Alan Crowder, someone else he fought too. Oh, that's maybe thinking about someone else. But yeah, he's fighting over him this weekend. Dude, you same thing, heavyweight fights. I don't know what it is with these heavyweights fight this weekend, but we're gonna see some bangers. Also on that card, Stefan Struve against Ben Rothwell. Another heavyweight fight. Stefan Struve coming back, retired, and he's like, nah, I'm gonna come back and fight fighting Ben Rothwell. That fucker as awkward as he is. Weird as that dude is, Ben Rothwell is a tough fight for anybody. I don't give a shit who you are. Um, he is he has a tank on him. He takes a beating and he can come back and beat you. Gotta watch that shit. That too is gonna be Saturday night on ESPN, so it's free. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to pay a subscription. It's gonna be on ESPN. Uh, Cynthia Calvillo, Calviejo, Calvillo, uh, Mexican girl, cute. Mariana Rodriguez fighting fighting Mariana Rodriguez. Don't know too. I can't remember if I watched her last fights or not. Fought Tisha Torres and won, so a decision. Um, also beat Jessica Aguilar by decision. So not a lot of finishes from this gal. Um, so who knows? Who knows how this fight's going to go? 
Um, <clears throat> Aspen Ladd is another girl you want to look at. 8-1 on the come-up. Um, Bantamweight division. She's a cool gal. Um, but yeah. Take a look. And if you guys are um, under... you know, There's a lot of fights on the card, but... One car that you probably want to take a look at, other than those cards I just mentioned, those fights I just mentioned, mentioned was Robert Font against Ricky Simon. Ricky Simon, check it out. I gave you guys shit to do this weekend, so don't say I don't do anything for you. And um, but I appreciate you guys tuning in. I appreciate you guys with my sticking through my rant. Um, try to clean it up next time. It's a little bit longer episode. I think I'm just going to do this one episode this week, and then do number fourteen next week. Um, after the weekend um, but I thank you guys uh, for tuning in I appreciate all the love uh, keep listening, keep sharing, keep downloading keep doing all of that and um, I swear eventually I'm going to get to a YouTube uh, video and you know, I mean, I mean, if you guys don't tell me anything I'm not going to do it I'll forget or I get too busy watching all these sports and I look I'm going to have a heart attack this weekend that's going to be it this is the big one. This weekend might be the one that fucking kills me. Um, but anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate y'all. I will check you guys out next week. Late.